feels good to get the first one and and um, you know help the, help produce right it's uh, you know everyone in the locker room wants to produce and, and help out and I felt as a line tonight we were good and as a team we were good and um, the whole weekend we really committed to um, you know a different style of hockey which is uh, you know gutting it out and, and uh, getting pucks to the goal line and trying to wear teams out so um, you know we weren't scoring so we had to change something and, and it's just a commitment it's a hard game and uh, if you guys want to do it uh, you know uh, we score goals. The stat sheet would say otherwise, but I don't feel like I've, I've played that bad after uh, the first couple of games of the year. Um, you know, I felt like I've had chances. Um, you know, I'm trying to play physical and, and kind of uh, do what I can, right? If it, I always say if you're, if you're not producing, you got to try and find ways to do other things. And, um, you know, I guess tonight I got rewarded, and it's nice to see everyone get rewarded. Ten, you know, for a team that uh, is scoring one to two goals a game to score ten in, in two games and, and get guys feeling good. And, and uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, just the, the mindset was good this weekend, and, and like I said, guys get rewarded for it. That's the captain, Braden Shen, reacting after a game last night that had him off the schneid, got him his first goal of the season. He's got three points in last night's game, and he was one of the three stars as that line was fantastic, and the Blues skated to a 6-3 win over the Montreal Canadiens. They've won back-to-back games for the first time this season, and the two points jumps the St. Louis Blues into fourth place in the Central Division. Just one point back of third place Winnipeg, who the Blues will play on Tuesday. Right now, they've moved into the second wildcard spot, albeit just 10 games in, and they are just four points back of Dallas for first place in the division. That's the impact of winning back-to-back games early in this season. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next-day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Coming up on the podcast today, you'll hear from Craig Berube. You just heard from Braden Shen. You'll hear from Steve Ott, Brandon Saad, Tim Woodburn, Joe Vitale's breakdown. You'll also have my three takeaways. And most importantly, let's get you to the highlights of last night's win. The Blues keep clear. Now they do. They get it to Shen. Partial break. He shoots, and he shoots it wide of the goal. Now with Saad in front, back door to Cairo. He scores! Jordan Cairo waiting for the patient feed from the captain, Braden Shen. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead. Now they work it in over the line on the far side. Slavkovsky, the Sunquist back to Slavkovsky, flips it in, tucks it over the shoulder. What a goal. And a power play goal for the Montreal Canadiens has tied the game 1-1. Blues win the draw. Montreal's going to rush the puck out of the zone as they jumped into the space. Blues in. will get it back in. Thomas to the middle. On his forehand. Score! Robert Thomas goals in three straight games. And the Blues have taken a 2-1 lead. Now dumped back to Gallagher. Tried to walk it in front. Did. Rebo there. Glove save. Hofer. He was falling forward and he snared it with the leather. What a save! Into the middle of the ice, trying to center, unable to do so. Was Dvorak, and it's the Blues in. Kairou again. Four wing, Saad! He scores! Brandon Saad! Big goal for the Blues. They make it 3 to 1. Canadians in behind the net center. Gallagher picks his spot, and the Canadians score. Hofer's going to turn and look at the official. Yeah, they're going to challenge us, I think. At least they're going to talk about it. But the Montreal Canadiens pull back within one. Hofer on the back end. Nice catch there by Falk, but he's unable to clear it up. He was in tight quarters. Uh-oh, Butchnevich. Blues get a breakaway. In. 
Toravchenko, shoot, score! Alexei Toravchenko, a shorthanded goal. Four to two Blues. Playknocker Jordan Kyrou or Brandon Saad, who each have one in the game here. Your centerman's got the two assists, but everyone is trying to get this captain on the board. Look out, here it is. He shoots, he scores! Just like that, Joe, Braden Shin. Third point of the game, first goal of the year. You can leave the piano in the junk heap. He's on the board and the Blues lead 5-2. Canadians have pulled the goaltender. The Blues shoot, score into the empty net. Kapanen won the battle along the wall after the Blues had finally drawn a penalty. Empty net goal. Kasperi Kapanen's second goal of the year and it is 6-2 Blues. Slavkovsky's gonna bring the puck over the line. Hit the trailer, Caulfield through the legs, center, and tried to find Suzuki for a tap and a beautiful play. The deflection went wide. In the circle, here's a shot blocked, and then sailed to the near wall. Matheson's gonna hold it in. Sundquist is just gonna run in his road and knock him down, and then Canadians deflect it to the net and score. That won't help the plus minus, and it's six to three with 128 to go in the third period. Now under 10 as Harris will clear to the neutral zone. Left side, Pizzetta. Put the tough guys on the ice. Montreal does here at the buzzer. And here's a shot at the horn. Saved by Holker. And bring out the Zamboni. A 6-3 final tonight on home ice. Blues have won two in a row for the first time this season. And are 5-4-1 at the 10-game mark of the year. A great win in front of a sellout crowd tonight. Right after the final buzzer, Steve Ott threw the headsets on for us and talked about what this team is starting to build. Well, uh, I thought that was a great 60-minute effort throughout. Um, penalty kill was outstanding. I know they gave up one lucky one, but to be honest with you, the stand, the momentum that penalty kill created tonight just continued to give us some life. And uh, you know what? It was great to see all the, a, lot of, a lot of players that needed some offensive side to get on the board today. Hey, Steve, have you been better at learning how to master the emotions of a hockey season? I mean, you go from Vancouver and Colorado, you, you get two losses badly in those games, and then all of a sudden, just quickly, now you got two great wins against New Jersey and Montreal, great teams. Uh, what is that like, kind of managing the emotions of going from uh, where it looks really bad to it looks really good? Well, it's it's tough. In an 82-game season, um, there is lots of ups and downs. The NHL is a roller coaster type of league, and and uh, for us, it's it's growing with it, right? It's 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 not easy when you're uh, you know struggling at times, and it's not e and, and you kind of have to make sure you're more even kill when you get those highs and those lows and the kind of ups and downs. That's where you you lose some of your resiliency. So when we can kind of keep uh, you know that even kill type of mindset, you see a more resilient team on the ice. Steve, thank you very much. Congratulations on the first two games of this homestand. You bet. Thanks, guys. The 6-3 win gave the Blues back-to-back -back wins for the first time this season. And it's also a terrific start on home ice. As a matter of fact, they've now won the first two games of this four-game homestand. The offense has 10 goals in the last two games. And here's Brandon Saad talking about what's starting to build offensively. Yeah, I think we're just establishing more of a forecheck. You know, before we were one and done, uh, it seems like we're more on the hunt, keeping pucks alive, and that's going to create more offense. Brandon, it's got to be a great feeling when not only a star, but your entire line eats up one, two, and three stars. What went right so well for you three up top here tonight? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I just touched upon it. We, we were moving our feet. We were getting in on them. We were creating chances that way. And uh, obviously, pucks are going to go in when you're doing that, and you get a lot of chances. So we got skill and talent. We just got to have that effort every night. 
as you continue to build the consistency as a group, you've hit the 10-game mark now. What are some of the important things to continue to build upon? I think playing as a team. You know, there's times where we get down a goal and we try to do too many ind individual things, but uh, when we're structured and play as a group, uh, we're tough to play against, so we got to continue that. Brandon, I, I love your emotion when you score a goal. You've scored a lot of goals <laughs> in the National Hockey League. Does it ever get old? No, it always feels good. So, uh, like I said, I enjoy it, have the passion, and uh, like it's always feeling good. Hey, before we let you go real quick, could you give us an idea, your perspective on Kasperi Kapanen and his play with the Blues? I mean, he's a great player. You see it every day in practice, how skilled and fast and talented he is. So uh, when he strings them together like that, he's going he's gonna to create plays and score goals. So uh, we're happy to have him. Well, you get the immediate reaction from a player, and that's one thing. But Craig Berube, he always seems to take the bigger perspective from a coach. Here's Craig Berube's breakdown of the game. Yeah, right from the get-go, I thought we were skating again. Aggressive, you know, put pucks deep early and going to work. Hard work and competitiveness in these two games were really, really good. I think, you know, we got to go into every game and outwork the other team. That's really what our message is. We want to be that type of team. Our skill, we have skill, it'll, it'll, you know, the skill will come through, but we got to put the work in, and we did that for these two games. Yeah, there's a better flow for sure. And I think that's just from playing on your toes and being more aggressive, to be honest with you. You know, not thinking so much, but going, doing your job, you know, being aggressive. You, there's going to be mistakes, but I'd rather be aggressive. You know, our penalty kill was excellent, even though we gave up that one, but I thought it was excellent. Um, and that was a huge goal. Uh, it was a good play by Bucci. And, um, you know, Torpo finished it off. So that was a big goal for sure. Um, but our penalty kill was really good tonight. couple of quick nuggets for last night's game before we move on. Here's some things worth noting. Tori Krug, yeah, he still doesn't have a point. And the Blues did not have a power play in last night's game. But he finished the game very solid defensively and with a plus four. We've talked about the big-time job that that line of Shen, Saad, and Kairou had. Jordan Kairou, nine shots on goal. All of them in the first two periods, 10 shot attempts. He finished with three points and plus three. Now, Tyler Tucker returned to the lineup, finished the game with 15 minutes and 23 seconds of time on ice. One block shot, he was plus two, had three takeaways and two hits. A solid return to the lineup for Tyler Tucker. And another quick nugget for you in last night's game, the top three centermen for the St. Louis Blues continue to have a good season. Robert Thomas was 67% on the faceoffs last night. Braden Shen was 57, and Kevin Hayes, man, what a start that he's had. He was 71% on faceoffs last night. All right, Tim Woodburn, you've heard him on the podcast already, a veteran over over 12 years of hockey play-by-play. -play. He's covered minor league and major league sports for over 30 years. He's a St. Louisan. He's a huge hockey fan. He's a good friend. And here's your Tim Woodburn's two-minute game. Hey, Chris, I think tonight's game against Montreal at Enterprise Center was probably my favorite Blues game of the year. They still don't generate very much offensive zone cycle time, but other than Kasperi Kapanen's empty net goal, by my count, all five goals tonight were scored off the rush, and that's the kind of identity the Blues are sort of starting to have. A lot of team speed on this game. Every goal looked like a jailbreak. The shorthanded goal looked like a jailbreak. 
Brandon Saad's goal, Shen's goal, all of them off the rush, a lot of speed, a lot of offensive zone creativity, which I've been calling for all year. And Joel Hofer was fine in net. It's nice to see the Blues win back-to-back games, especially against the Eastern Conference, because they're going to need to win those games because other than almighty Boston, wow, the Western Conference is just looking so dominant with so many teams playing well. And the Blues are going to have to fight and scratch and claw every night to get their two points. And they sure did that tonight. They were electric, and it was really just a thrilling and fun game to watch if you were a Blues fan. Blues win it 6-3 to three over Montreal. For tonight's two-minute call on the Curbside Podcast postgame, this is Tim Woodburn. Well, each and every Curbside Podcast, we bring you the reaction from the broadcast booth from the night before. And here's Joe Vitale breaking down last night's victory. You can go back to the conversation we had with Braden Shen um, right on the plane coming home from Colorado Curbs, and and that was kind of a low point so far in the season. It's, and it's a young season, but that was a low point. You just come off of a Vancouver 5 nothing loss, and you just lose to the Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, talking to the captain, just, again, listen to the comments he said. He goes, it's not as bad as I think. What do you think? And I said, I kind of feel the same way. He goes, we're kind of getting chances. I go, you're getting chances, and you're getting them early. You're just not really taking advantage. He goes, yeah, I mean, one or two, it bounces the other way, and, and you're in a good spot. And that was a game where still it's a one-shot game heading into the third period of the Colorado Avalanche where you miss a lot of good five-on-five chances. So it really shouldn't be a surprise. Like maybe sometimes it, I do pinch myself where like, wow, you go from a loss in Vancouver, loss in Colorado, bad fashion, to now a win versus New Jersey, win versus Montreal. It shouldn't be that big of a surprise because the Blues were that close. They really were. And now they're starting to kind of go in. We saw almost a hat trick out of Kevin Hayes last night. We see Braden Shen on the board. We see Saad finally getting back on the board. Uh, you know, Kasper Kapanen with his second. It, it's looked very, very good. And I'm telling you right now, it's was a something, something curves where it was close for a long time. And now they're just kind of starting to pile on here a little bit. So uh, good on the St. Louis Blues for sticking with it this whole time. Joe, a player whose name we really have not talked a lot about here through the first 10 games. Very quietly tonight. Still, again, he's looking for his first point of the year. Didn't get a point, but finishes the game plus four. Was on the ice for a lot of good hockey and ended up in the game, finishing with a shot on goal. Had another one missed. Had a block shot. But it was it was a quiet, good game for Tory Krug. He's got my work boots. I mean, that's why I put him in the boots right nice. there because well, we're on the same page then. 100%. Yeah. I, I thought he defended really hard. I thought he he squashed plays in the D zone very well. What I mean by squash plays is when it's a one-on-one, you don't necessarily need a second guy in there to help you out. You just push him up against the wall. You give him a little bit of a smack, and you get your stick in there, and you push it forward, and all of a sudden it's out of the zone quickly. It's those one-on-one battles in the D zone. I thought he managed things very well in the blue line. You know, and obviously there was no power play, so you couldn't really get a chance to get a good look in him on the power play. But I thought he kept his game very simple tonight. He moved the puck very well. He was close in support. He stayed between the dots. He stayed in the middle of the ice, didn't overextend himself, and I thought his execution from top to bottom was very good. So it's great to see a uh, plus-four rating for Tory Krug, who, who really went out there and earned it tonight. There's going to be a lot of discussion tonight about uh, the penalty killing, a lot of discussion about the Shen, Thomas, Kairou line, those aspects of the game. What may not get as much discussion, though, is two points earned by Joel Hofer. You know, and just the role in continuing to build things. Because even though that first goal went in off Slavkovsky, he really made some solid saves, was square to the net. There were some deflected pucks. And he did a good job giving the Blues a chance to extend their lead. Well, exactly. I mean, the two points you just touched on, very important points in the game and why they were victorious here tonight. One, one of course, being Joel Hofer. 
and the other one being the penalty kill. But Joe Hofer, a bit of a softy to let that first one go in, end up rolling up the stick of Slavkovsky. So I think it was a bit of an off-speed kind of knuckle knuckle pitch that kind of just rolled right over his shoulder. But you know, you come off a shutout. It's early in the game. Your team's got the lead one nothing, and all of a sudden that one kind of sloppily goes in. So. The question became, how would he respond? And you know what? For the next 40, 45, 50 minutes, he responded terrifically. Turned away everything. The Blues got a two-goal lead. They kept a two-goal lead. They extended the three-goal. And he was under distress there for a little bit, especially on those power plays. There's been some good looks there for Montreal on the power play where Holford was very good. So it was the response. How was he going to respond off of that bit of a soft goal? And he responded great. Uh, the second one was the adjustment on the penalty kill. Montreal, much like the St. Louis Blues, have more of that stagnant power play. They don't have a ton of movement like we saw in the Colorado Avalanche. You didn't see, you know, uh, Cole Caulfield go from the half wall to the goal line then around about to the quarterback style. It was more of a stagnant style. And I love the adjustment that Mike Weber made here where this was the most aggressive we've seen the kill. You can be aggressive on stagnant penalty kills. Uh, definitely. And that's what's happening to the St. Louis Blues. They're so stagnant, everyone is overly aggressive. Uh, it's very hard to be aggressive on a power play that's in motion all the time, like we saw in the Colorado Avalanche. So a terrific scouting report uh, by the St. Louis Blues that recognized that and, and kind of send an all-out assault on their power play because I thought it did a great job. You really didn't give them a lot of chances. Uh, Matheson had a really tough night at the blue line of the power play. Really couldn't get comfortable uh, in the sense where he could pick his head up and pick apart the Blues and wh where they were. It was just too much pressure all night long on the power play. All right, what do you have for your Bud Light three stars of the game? And we know Tory Krug has won your work boost. He's got the work boost, number three, Brandon Saad. Number two, the captain. Great to see him on the board. And Brayden Shen, he had a terrific night. He was he was a catalyst guy for me. And then number one, you have to go with Jordan Cairo. Curve. you just rattled off some shots and attempt numbers for Jordan Cairo. We all know uh, Nine the point. shots on goal, ten shot attempts in the game. He was on fire from the get-go, too. He didn't waste any time yep. jumping into this game. That's what you got to need from your top goal scorer. Man, he's had a, he's had a I, – I, a very good 10-game stretch. He has. And you know what? He only had the one goal there uh, throughout the first, I believe it was the nine nine, nine games, right? One goal yeah. to nine because it was a second here tonight. But we asked Craig Berube about him, and he just kept, kept shrugging and said, listen, he's playing terrific hockey. This is the best defending we've seen out of him. He's tracking back. You can tell it's intentional that he's being responsible in the D zone. He's working to get back. He's stopping in the house. All, all the fundamental things that a good 200-foot defender, defending style forward like a Pavel Buchnevich or a, a Ryan O'Reilly type, all those things they do so well, uh, he was doing them. He just wasn't getting rewarded necessarily on the offensive side of things. And, and as a coach, you want that. You, you want to see those top goal scorers as you kind of lean on them doing more defensive style hockey to still get rewarded because it kind of makes everything look good. And, and it's great to see him get on the, on the board early and often here tonight. All right, Joe, thank you very much. Time now for my three takeaways to wrap up this edition of Curbside Reaction. The third takeaway from the game last night for me, well, the Blues' commitment to defense. It may be a snapshot of the first 10 games of the regular season, but you can tell that the St. Louis Blues came into the season with the primary focus being on defending in their own end and building out from there. Maybe one of the reasons that the offense has been off to a bit of a slow start. But their penalty killing has been fantastic, over 90% when you take out the game against the Arizona Coyotes where that penalty kill allowed three games. But even more importantly, through 10 games right now, the Blues are tied for seventh in goals against per game at 2.70. And they've only allowed a total of 27 goals against. That is also tied for seventh fewest in the National Hockey League. And the Boston Bruins, who have allowed the fewest goals at 21, that's only six fewer goals than the St. Louis Blues. You can definitely see the commitment to defense when you haven't seen near as many 
Two-on-ones, odd number rushes coming back into the blue zone. When you haven't seen as many second scoring chances after the Blues goaltenders make the first save, and of course when you haven't seen those grade-A chances because the Blues haven't defended the middle of the ice, they have been committed to defending the middle of the ice in their own zone. It's shown in the numbers, and it's also shown in the results with the Blues being one game over 500 after their first 10 games. My number two takeaway, well, trust from the coaches. You're not seeing a ton of offense from somebody like Alexei Toropchenko, but you're seeing solid play. He's in the lineup every single night. And when you want to know whether or not a coach trusts a young player, look at how that player is being used. Is that player being used in the final minute of the game or a period? But even more importantly, is that player being used on the penalty kill? And in this case, Alexei Toropchenko, who had a huge shorthanded goal last night for the Blues, he picked up two minutes and 17 seconds of shorthanded ice time. How about Jake Neighbors? A minute 35 of shorthanded ice time. These two young players are trusted by the coach to make reads, to trust the teammates, to be in the right spot. And as young players to get penalty kill time the way they are, you are definitely seeing trust on the part of the coaches earned by those two players. And finally, my number one takeaway from last night's game, there was a play in the game last night where the Blues forced a turnover right at the blue line in the neutral zone and tried to come over the line into the Montreal end. As they did, they were whistled for offside. Why were they offside? A really slow line change. Sammy Blay had not gotten off the ice through the door. His skate was still on the ice, and the linesman whistled it offside. Did, was it a major play in the game last night? Well, no, it didn't turn out to be. But it could have prevented the Blues from a two-on-one scoring chance. And Steve Ott immediately went and said something to Sammy Blay. Craig Berube went down the bench, said something to Sammy Blay. It's something that was very important to so many members of the 2019 Cup team. The attention to details. Those are little details that can make the difference in tight games as the season goes along and could make a difference in a game that helps get you into the playoffs. Line changes have to be sharp. Details of the games, getting the puckins at the blue line, etc. But when you're making a line change, and you're in the offensive zone, you've got to get through the door or over the boards quickly. In this case, it cost the Blues a scoring chance and also cost Sammy Blay an earful from the coaching staff. Well, those are my three takeaways, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast. Coming up next for the St. Louis Blues, the four-game homestand continues with games on Tuesday and Thursday night, the Winnipeg Jets in town on Tuesday, and the Arizona Coyotes in town on Thursday and of course the next day the very next morning following those games we'll have the newest edition of curbside reaction for you hopefully you're enjoying the podcast if you miss any of the post-game reaction right after a blues game don't worry about it we've got it for you here the next day on curbside reaction I'm Chris Kerber have a great rest of your weekend and we will see you at the rink